Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Okay, we're here. I'll show you. Dude, this is a national ballpark museum. They've got displays about all the great old ballparks, not old ball players. And I do mean old. Hey, that's not what I heard. I heard they got a display that features the first homegrown color Rocky. That would be me. Okay, look, there's Bruce Hellerstein over there. He owns the place. Let's go ask him. Hey, that's fine with me. Hi, Bruce. How's it going? Manny, Mark, good to see you guys. Come on in. Hey, Bruce, Manny here doesn't believe me. He doesn't believe you've got a Mark Knudsen display here at your museum. Well, he's sort of right. Right over here, we've got a display all about the Denver Zephyrs. I'm pretty sure Mark's Zephyrs baseball card is in there somewhere. Oh, his minor league card. I got you. Hey, it's something, right? If you say so. So, you two just come down here to see the displays? Actually, we're getting ready to do our podcast. Oh, wow. That's great. I had no idea they let you back on the air, Mark. What's your show called? It's the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. Give me a Knudsen. Knudsen! Thank you. We're three decades in now. What kind of impact have the Colorado Rockies had on high school and college baseball in the state? And how does training at high altitude as a youngster get a player ready to play for the hometown team? We're joined by Kyle Newman of the Denver Post this week to talk about all levels of baseball in Colorado and what the Rockies need to do to become that contender we all want to see. That's all coming up right after this on the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Stay with us. The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stoneysbarandgrill.com. Many you know it's a, a little slow around here, Rockies-wise, when the Rockies media starts uh, writing and doing things about each other. <laughs> and um, <laughs> here we are. Um Jerry Schemmel, Rockies broadcaster, names you, writes about you and features you as one of his amazing Americans, his amazing era, which is a great feature. That's a really cool thing. Uh, and now my publicist, Kyle Newman, is joining us on the program. Um, <laughs> Kyle, the check's in the mail. Um, thank you for the the nice, the kind article in the Denver Post. That was very well received by everybody I've talked to, so I appreciate you doing that. But you brought up a point in that that I thought we needed to start out and explore a little bit, and that is – uh, the fact that I'm the only one to actually play high school, college baseball, and major league baseball in, in Colorado. Um, oh no, I, Mark, you're not about to fact check me, are you? No, you? Oh, no, God. but I I will tell you no, but I will tell you that, and I mentioned it to you, Griffin Jacks. I still believe those Minnesota Twins could could right. join that group, having played at Air Force. Manny's well versed in what goes on at Air Force. His brother played there. It is the Air Force and UNC the only Division One programs in the state, but. Um, I'm just wondering, I honestly thought when the Rockies came into existence, it would accelerate interest in high school and college baseball in this market. And I just haven't, I don't know, obviously CU and CSU not having baseball anymore doesn't help that. And Air Force is doing very well right now, won Mountain West a year ago. Um, but And UNC is still just going along, even with their great history. I haven't. Uh, do Colorado high school kids show interest in college baseball in Colorado? I mean, they all want to be Colorado Rockies, but do they all want to play college baseball in this area? That's a great question, Mark. And I think unless they're like a Division two type kid who's playing in the RMAC, no. uh, the answer is generally no. I mean, yeah, you're going to get some guys going up to UNC and a select few to Air Force, and of course that's a whole different deal right. here. But yeah, it's, it's a little disheartening for me as a Colorado baseball lover to see that, uh, you know, there's there's really no, like, 
powerhouse division one school or, or even a major division one school. You know, I, I love to see CU and CSU bring it back. Yep. I know it's not going to happen, yep. um, but I, I take, I take the, the good where we can get it here in college baseball in this state. And the fact that over on the Western slope, Colorado Mesa is a powerhouse and, and pretty much a division one school yes. program yeah. as in division two and, and yep. credit Chris Hanks. He's done a great job building mm-hmm. that, getting all the, the D one castaways and, you know, the Sergio Romo's of the world, world yeah. that sort of thing. But yeah, I would love to see like a more bonafide college baseball scene here. And, and that's of course falls on CU and CSU um, because they're the major universities here. So, if, and, and let's, let's do give credit to the RMAC because I do appreciate the RMAC. I cover the RMAC a little bit um, and they have produced some players out of there, mm-hmm. but no, you don't. To answer your question, Mark, and talking to high school standouts around the area, all the top guys are going out of state. Yeah. So there's never a question of if a, a top player is staying in state because there's not a place for him to play. Yeah. And I and I want to point out here, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not the I'm not all that well versed. Speaking of being being well versed, I'm not well versed in high school baseball right here. But I want to point out that Kyle Newman is currently wearing his uh, Colorado Cutthroats cap uh, with the logo designed by Thomas, by Harding. Thomas it's Harding. It's all yes. kinds of awesome. It's really, really nice. And Can I we do one show without mentioning Thomas Harding? As, as, as a lover as a happen. lover of uh, Colorado baseball, Kyle Newman yep. is showing it right now. So, I mean, I, I know all of our listeners can't see it, but we can see it. So just yeah, pointing that out. Uh, ColoradoCutthroats.com if you want to check out that logo. And quick side note on Thomas Harding. He, like, Corner me in the clubhouse like a year and a half goes like, hey, let me redesign your uniforms. Let me do it. That's how he does it. That's how he does it. I did Mark Knudsen's uniforms. It'll be great. It'll be great. I was like, well, okay, okay, fine. And guess what? They came out great. Let's go. Good job, Thomas. He's a he's a Lyndon Johnson type type. He gets up in your face and he's like, all right, I want to handle this. Right, okay. I'm, I'm kidding. Let's speaking go. of college, speaking of college baseball, the Boulder Collegians will start off. I'm, I'm helping with that outfit as well. Thomas oh, redid those okay. uniforms, so he yep. we can't do a show, Manny, without mentioning Thomas Harding. It just isn't possible. No, it's just it's, it just feels wrong. It does. Good. It does feel wrong. Um, high school baseball, Kyle. I know you covered that a lot around here, um, and I'll, I know the Rockies, Bud Black in particular, are very high on getting Colorado high school products into the Rockies organization because of the acclimation to the altitude, et cetera. And we've got three on the roster right now. Um, there's a kid up in Eaton named Walker Martin, who bat, who's had 99 plate appearances this year and hit 19 home runs. I mean, that's unspeakable. That, that 19 home runs and 99 plate appearances. I mean, Eaton's won 21 of their 25 games by 10 run rule, so he didn't get to play a whole game very often, and it, it's just staggering. It really is. Um, there is talent here, and if you got if UNC, for instance, if a certain UNC graduate who happens to own a major league baseball team decided to throw some NIL money at University of Northern Colorado, his alma mater, that team could become a powerhouse just with Colorado kids. And to your point on Walker Martin, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's that's Insane. an exciting player. Um, and, and he's one of the top high school prospects in coming up in this year's draft. He's obviously yep. committed to Arkansas. Um what he's uh, I didn't I haven't checked lately, but earlier in the season he was like homering once every like five or six at bats. Yeah, well, um, one out of five basically right now. Yeah, one out of five. Still. That's insane. So, okay. And to your point, to so four A, five A, it's going to be some great I think wide open state tournaments, and they start uh, this weekend and continue mm-hmm. obviously the next weekend. But in class three A, 
uh, you know, all due respect to those Eaton Reds, I think they should be moving up. Thank you. Sometime soon. I mean, 25. I wrote about it today. They're, they're, I wrote about they, them on High Sports today. They they don't belong in, they've won, they, Eaton has more state championships in all sports than any other team, any other high school in Colorado. And they should be doing what Ballard Christian and others have done and move up the ladder, but they're staying at 3A. But, and I don't have to play them, so I don't care. Um, anyway, I just, I would like to see those, we'd like to see, we talk about, talk about it in football, we talk about it in basketball, right. we'd like to see those kids be able to stay home. And, and I think CUNCSU not having baseball has really kept that from happening. 354 runs for Eaton this year. 31 runs given up. So if you can place bets on high school baseball in Vegas, I would put some money down on Eden. Yeah. yeah, So we know these kids go off and they play elsewhere. They come, some come back. Kyle Freeland example out to Evansville comes back to play for the Rockies. Uh, We'd like to see more of that, but in the interim, um, I wonder if there's another way to to get some of these kids uh, college, let's say high school age, the college kids, the, the minor kids, trained in, in an altitude situation. New Mexico has high altitude. There's other places they can go to, to kind of get acclimated to this and hopefully become uh, somebody the Rockies will take a serious look at. Well, and here's another thing, too, to mention. I'll be writing about this at some point this summer, I'm sure, is the Rockies scout team. A number of players have played for, including Case Williams. Freeland, I don't believe, played for that team. But, you know, it's basically like a summer competitive club team, and the Rockies are – kind of tied in with it and they they keep a you know they monitor guys who have, who have been on this team and been through this system and a few of them have ended up you know here on the roster at Coors Field so that's that's you know that's one way but yeah yep. it's not uh it's not like having a couple major D1 programs up in Boulder and Fort Collins to go yep. scout all the time yep they've come out of there man University of Colorado before they dropped baseball in 1981 John Stearns, the late John Stearns, Jay Howell. Uh, they had turned out some some Major League Baseball players out of that program. Um, obviously, CSU, the best one is Tippy Martinez, pitcher out of La Junta, who played for the Orioles and the Yankees. Uh, Mark Usman, Jack Upton, there's been several. Frank Gonzalez made it to AAA. He's now the coach over here at the, no, the NOCO Owls, who coached in the Rocky system, father of Marco Gonzalez. It can be done. Before we uh, turn the page and start talking about the current Rockies, though, I do I do want to talk a little about the Air Force Academy baseball program because, man, your brother played there. It is a Division One program. Uh, you know, again, an NCAA tournament qualifier last year as a Mountain West tournament champions. Um, it's Mike Keselowski, the coach there, has done an amazing job, and and your your brother was one of his first recruits. Yeah, my my brother loves that man. Uh, he is uh, he's 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 got a way of inspiring people. And you know, we were talking off air about how great he is with recruiting. And how far that program has come. I mean, this guy, Paul Skeens, this uh, pitcher at LSU transferred over there. He was from Air Force and the dude, triple digit fastball. Uh, he's top two or three pick potentially in the next upcoming draft. That's unheard of when my brother was there. He was there 10. He graduated in 2010. So he was there, you know, 15 years or 13 years ago. And so uh, come a long way. That's a testament to Air Force's uh, really Cavs, but also to, to Air Force's commitment to um improving that program yeah they've done you know paul skeens last year won the john olerud award as a multi-position the best multi-position player in college baseball for the for the academy uh could be a, a major league could be shote otani he could do that we know they won't let him do that and american players aren't allowed to do that when they sign pro contracts but he would uh, he could do that and then he's going to be a a big league pitcher for sure coming out of air force not however kyle a colorado high school product so that won't help but um, in our, you, and I, you, and I have this, you and I have this quest to define the next, you know, the, the next guy to do 
the trifecta, I guess it would put it, but um, there's speaking a lot of good of, high school. Speaking of, yeah. Speaking of high school um, baseball, you know, how much do you think the Rockies are or will be getting uh, maybe more entrenched in cultivating, high, you know, younger talent here? Because it's always been an issue. You guys alluded to, especially on the pitching side, you guys alluded to it. Like Colorado kids seem to have the, up, you know, a leg up because, yeah. you know, especially on the mound because they've had to deal with the altitude. Yep. And, you know, you look at Kyle, a guy like Kyle Freeland, I mean, you know, yesterday not with, or a couple of days ago, notwithstanding, you know, he's had a, he's having his best season since 2018. And uh, again, a lot of that is mindset. Um, and, and Bud Black loves that about guys, I think, who are in Colorado. How much do you think the Rockies might even get themselves more involved in cultivating talent here? I would think they would explore every avenue they can. And I mean, you're right. Just And you look outside the Rockies organization, obviously, you know, from the Roy Halladay's on down. Uh, Kevin Gosman. Kevin Gosman. Mark Melanson. I mean, Mark Melanson, like, yeah. guy's just a machine, just keeps going. Yep. And uh, you know, he's put up some incredible seasons with various different clubs. Yeah, it's it's different when you grow up pitching here. Uh, no because, question. yeah, when you come in here from, from non-elevation and you're learning to pitch, it's jarring. You know, it's jarring. Mm-hmm. Whereas – Got to be discouraging too. Every when you it's start seeing those results, too. right? Yeah. yeah. So whereas these other guys, you know, they've they've been through this. Their whole, they they kind of understand. Like they just it's normal part of the beast, right? This this is our normal. This is what we grew up with, right? Making the adjustment in reverse. I've talked about this many times on here, Manny. Making the adjustment in reverse, going down to sea level, having to back off a little bit, way easier, way easier than trying and to I think add also on when the, you get here. Just the mentality of when you have it drilled into you as a kid that you're not going to be able to really look at your ERA, you know, yeah. and say it, it, on a normal scale. I think that's, that's huge too, because the guys like, you know, coming, like, like Kyle said, coming from sea level, getting here, uh, which is why free agent pitchers are so hard to come by nowadays um, in Colorado is that it's an adjustment. It's a big, well, the adjustment. other factor like, too, you can't look other, at your numbers. The other factor is conditioning. And I wrote about that today at my, in my high sports, but in relation to the nuggets and the Lakers that the nuggets, the Lakers go back down 0-2 and they think, oh, I'll be refreshed going out. No, you won't be refreshed because that Coors hangover we talk about for hitters has a physical element too. And John Smoltz talked about it. In fact, I quoted him in my in my column today. He talked about how sore he was after leaving here, after going back to Atlanta, after having played, been in Colorado for three or four days, and then feeling the stiffness and soreness from having to add on when you're here. And I think we saw it with the Lakers. The Lakers didn't have their legs under them the other night against the Nuggets. They're still feeling the effects of the altitude. Uh, and pitchers do that as well. So what you do in reverse and you come here, you become the best condition team. At least you should be the best condition team in all of baseball and all so, basketball. And, and I think that's a huge, huge, huge advantage. And so I'm sorry, Mark, to interrupt you there. Yeah. And to add on to that, I mean, I think I'm no doctor or baseball scientist, but I, in my heart of baseball hearts believe there is some sort of like you know adaptable element biological element at play where uh just you know if, if you grow up pitching here and yeah. your arm is used to recovering right no in, doubt in, in, in this environment like you're going to hold up better too just physically yeah. you're going to be able to recover fast like you know just like the the people who live at extremely high altitudes like they adapt to that too yep. um so that's that's what I believe in my heart of hearts. No, and I think that's we've seen Kyle Freeland's pretty durable. Just the science, the science. You know, what, they you to, what they ought to do, what they ought to do. Thomas Thomas and I were joking about this one time. 
don't know how we got on the topic, but they ought to take the, the Rockies and just train them in the Himalayas. You know what I mean? And yeah. just take take them take them up there and just they, they have a high altitude warfare school up there. Is there a summer? Uh, is there a summer program in the Himalayas? Maybe <laughs> warm weather. Get, I don't know. get some get some Sherpas or whatever, and like yeah. have them like walk them up there instead, on the top instead of Mount Everest spring, and just train there. Training, you know, instead of having spring training in in um, Arizona, have it in the Himalayas or have it in Grand Junction or have it you know somewhere <laughs> high altitude, warm out, weather, high altitude. Go out into the mountains and just you never like, know. You know just live there for the whole you know but you know there's there's been a lot of guys i mean you could put a pitching staff together right now marco gonzalez kevin galsman you you could put a pitching staff definitely we, we haven't even mentioned pierce johnson who's having a great year in the rockies bullpen right uh, faith christian product so um there there's a lot of them and it's uh, it friend of be, the program and, 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 and when he was yep. on here he was talking about how like we you know i really he really does think that there's something to that like what we're talking yeah. about like well, you grew up here, you're ready to pitch here. You know what? It's not going to be an issue. And so far, so good. You know, it's proven out. Well, it's not so far so good for all the Rockies pitchers right now, Manny. Um, the injury factor. Particularly in the uh, starting, in the starting what, rotation, whatever yeah. the starting rotation is today. Well, do they have, they have the starting group outgetters, as Craig Council would call them, right? Um, I, I, yeah, it's, it's mystifying how that outfit can't stay even a little bit healthy. They weren't, they weren't deep going in. But we talk about the injury factor and guy, how guys are able to avoid it. Kyle Freeland is able to stay healthy. But Armand Marcus, Antonio Senzatella, on the list, on down the list, guys cannot stay healthy for this outfit. Yeah, the thing is, there was, this, uh, there was, there was a week there where the Rockies were defying odds and defying yeah. logic. I don't know, more, maybe doing. a little more than a week. What was it, 11 out of 15 they won? Yeah, and, and it was, you know, it's like that was when Marcus got, you know, put on the IL. That was, you know, mm-hmm. it's like – it's like the more adversity they face, the better they were playing for a minute. And now reality hit them like a ton of bricks this yeah. weekend in Texas. And it's like, you've got no pitching depth in the starting rotation whatsoever. You're just, you know, they, 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 uh, science Luis Sessa, you know, he just got Lego there. Anybody with a pulse who's had any major league <laughs> pitching experience yeah. is being picked up by the Rockies right now. That's how bad it is. And it, it's a matter of what, well, you know what? That's why I, I never took a hundred losses off the table, you know, in my mind, because at some point, you know, it, it's kind of the same concept as regression to the mean yep. reality catches up with you. And that's what's happening to the Rockies. Now their bullpen, you know what we talked about, we before, did. you know, pre, pre, pre you know, before the mm-hmm. season, we talked about how this bullpen might be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, just talking to guys who, you know, like Johnson and others that, and, and looking at, you know, Kim McKinley's going to be back and, you know, all that stuff. And it's, it, it, but if you have nobody to start, you're going to run that bullpen. Yeah, and, and, and it's and going the, to be a and problem. What they call the, I guess, the plus side of the bullpen, the guys who protect leads are, are are doing well. But the other side of that is the guys who are are putting games when you're behind. Yeah. They can't put out any fires uh, because they're in the same. They're either former starters or relegated. And, to long and, and on the offensive side, the Road Rockies returned. You know, I mean, for a week there, it was like, whoa, they're putting yeah. up numbers like they haven't put up in years on the road, like. And it was something like 10, you know, they scored in New York. They scored that, you know, 11 runs that game, that, that one Sunday. And that was like the, I looked it up. That was the first time I think in six years that they had scored wow. 11 plus run, or whatever it was 13 plus runs on, you know, however many hits and however many extra base hits. And it's like, wow. And then now, but now look, we, we just saw what happened in Texas. Hey, but at least they haven't uh, reached mad bomb levels yet right i haven't seen his name yes, that's right I, that's a great point <laughs> hey I, that's I, a matter I, that's a matter of time 
though, you know. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I forgot about Bumgarner. I mean, honestly, if you're going to pick Sessa up, you might as well give Bumgarner a try, right? Well, here's, bikes. here's another dirt bikes here about um, just kind of how all these injuries have affected the Rockies' rotation. Like, I've kind of criticized the Rockies the last couple of years for what I think is rushing some guys along a little bit. Um, and I think we're seeing, like, Gosh, they're bringing guys up, of course, because they need them. Kaufman, uh, you know, Feltner has been pitching, obviously, all year. Noah Davis. But we're we're seeing some, obviously, attrition already from, I, I feel like, this hurried process. Noah Davis specifically going on the IL. Yep. So there's, there's only so much these young guys can come up and just, like, plug them in five, six, seven. That is, that is a really good point. And I mean, you know what? That goes on the position player side, too, though. I mean, right, but exactly. that's in the past, in the past. I mean, you guys like, you know, they bring up guys and they're supposed to perform right now today. And if you don't perform, we don't win. You know, it, it's not like, you know, with other 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 organizations uh, where you come in and you've got that kind of support system around you. You've got a cushion. You've got, you know, you've got time to kind of get your bearings at the major level. No, you, you, you win now. you got to perform today. And when you do that to guys, like, what does that do to their psyche? That's a great point. And I think, like you said, it's not – you can only take that so far before not only do you run the risk of injury, but you run the risk of, um, you know, damaging their development. Right. You know, even mentally. Right. And, and don't forget the physical part of this as well. Like like you, Kyle was talking about, the physiology. Of, maybe Noah Davis comes up here and he's, yeah, he's pitching in Albuquerque, but he's not trained here. He's not from here. He doesn't have the same acclimation abilities right away and you know he may be trying to do a little bit more he may be trying to put a little bit more on the ball as a small says spin it tighter make it break more steve reed used to talk about squeezing the ball a little tighter to make it snap a little bit better at altitude and the, phys- the physical part of it may play a role in those injuries as well for sure i mean i i think i think you know another idea just occurred to me when everybody does heal up taking to mexico city they're going there next year anyway, but they are taking the taking to Mexico City and having throw BP there, so that they just beat down their their idea of having an ERA below five, and then get them back here and then see how they do. But yeah, the physical part of it is you know it's always a challenge. You know, I, the more the Rockies play, the more I see a uh, a documentary developing um, about this team, about how just how somebody's going to write the definitive book on you know in the end, like uh, uh, you know once they finally you know win it all if they ever do, like how it all came together after all these decades of losing and of decades of, because look, the bottom line is, is that it's not just mistakes from the front office. It's not just poor play on the field. It's you, you are, you're starting in a place where you're below um, every, you know, you're behind everybody else already because the altitude, the altitude is a, is a very, very prominent factor here. And it's, this is the only place this people saw in Mexico city, you know, in Mexico city, we should start calling, you know, uh games here we, we should change the meme to the mexico city stadium name you know forget about course you know just <laughs> make it that, you know because that that place is unbelievable i mean when brandon crawford hit that 482 home foot home run it's like wow i mean this is unbelievable and so it's it, it's you know people started getting a taste of what it is a little bit like you know what it is to have a major league maybe they think about having a major league team there. It's like, whoa, that's crazy. Well, Coors is not that far behind and it's hard to win here. So it doesn't help when you have bad personnel decisions. It doesn't help when you have injuries and things like that. But when you start at this level, you have to be that much better. And that's what this is. And and it, a, a big part of it, Mark, you and I have talked about this a lot, even with former players of the Rockies who are from a different era, an era, they need that something from a different era, which is a little bit of 
uh, a chip on their shoulder, a little bit of we're going to bludgeon you when you come into this park. You know, yeah, we'll chalk up 40 losses on the road because that's just going to happen. We know that. But we are going to, you know, back in the Bombers days, things like that. I know they can't do they're not going to recreate the Lake Street Bombers overnight here because of the, the decisions they made to put themselves in the place they are now with their roster and things like that. But back then, they look forward to coming back home because, you know what, we're going to use our park for home field advantage and we're going to make it a nightmare for you for opposing pitchers. Now it's almost like, and we, we go back to, back to this again, it's like the park is a boogeyman and they're afraid of it. And 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 that's kind of the 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 feeling that it hangs really thick in the air, I think, around here. And until they change that, I don't think anything's gonna change here. Well, what happens when what happens when they put a team in Salt Lake City, Manny? That's next on the expansion meter, right? She doesn't make a whole division of teams in high altitude and then yeah. like have them be the third league. There you go. <laughs> the high altitude league. Yeah, like you like you have a high altitude league, they win. Whoever wins that comes out of that. Um, and because they're high altitude, <laughs> they have to put up with that. They get a buy, and then whoever wins the uh, the uh, regular World Series plays them, and then you have the the, the real World Series. You know, you can figure out how to make it more an even playing field. The Himalayan Rockies could be involved in that as well. There's your uh, expansion team right there, Nepal. Yeah, Nepal. You know? There you go. Hey, you still have never answered. Maybe Kyle, maybe you can help him answer this. All this stuff about oh, it's the effect in Mexico City. What happened when they played in London? I don't know what the altitude is in London, but that was a those. Balls are flying all over the place in London. Fluke. That was just a fluke. I mean, that was one. Oh, they're they're, they're going to play there again next month. We'll a three-day fluke? I thought. I think it was juice balls or something. Ah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that. I mean, like, come on. Major League Baseball is putting on a show in, in London and packing in the Englanders in that. Like, they want to. They want them to get their money's worth. Let's, okay. let's ramp up the off. They don't want to see one to zero. They see enough of that in soccer, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> well, they're used to it, yeah. All right. So what's the solution? I mean, we see, we try to come up with solutions on this. Well, loaded question. I know. Mark. What's the solution? To, to if the, we you know, had that, about, we wouldn't be sitting here right now talking about it. Well, maybe we don't always want to be sitting here. Maybe we'll get hired on as consultants if we come up with the right answer. <laughs> the injury factor, I, again, I'll go back to what I've been saying all along. They need to start making trades. They need, they need to start making trades yesterday and trying to get young double-A, triple-A pitching prospects into the organization and and. You know, maybe it's going to be a revolving door. Maybe it's going to be back to 1993 when you're driving, what, 37 pitchers came through that year, present company included. So maybe the, maybe it's just a matter of trial by, trial and error with some of these young guys, but you've got to have the bodies. I don't think they even have the bodies yet. Well, that's yeah, that's the problem. They just don't have the numbers of starting pitchers you need considering like the attrition factor and how many are going to drop off and how many you that will end up in your major league rotation. Like they just don't have the numbers. So how do you fix it? I, I think they just have to, they have to go a lot more in, I'm not saying all in, but a lot more in on drafting pitchers up high with their pick. I mean, we've seen a lot of position players picked the last sure. few years, a ton. And, and not saying that there's not been some good picks in there. A la Zach Veen and even Britton Doyle, who we're yep. seeing now emerge here with a pretty good rookie season, but you gotta you gotta get more numbers there, and yeah, I think to your point, Mark, you gotta be a little more aggressive as the front office in terms of flipping some of these guys in your clubhouse who have some value to get you additional starting pitching prospects that maybe are more more prospects than the guys you draft. Maybe they're in Double A or High yeah. A or something like that, so they could help you in the more near future. Because yeah, for the for the foreseeable future, who is gonna help this right. rotation? Are Many- bank on Carl Kaufman to now be in the rotation going forward. Like that's just not a plan. That's not going to work. 
Manny, you you um your network has put out a thing I saw you the other day on TV. Top ten tradable prospects right now. Sure enough, on that list, Jerickson Profar and Randall Gritchick. And those aren't even the top two guys we're talking about. Yeah, we're well, talking about Crone you know, and those guys. I, I think we have to give um I think we have to give Bill Schmidt a little bit of a uh a, the benefit of the doubt, only because when you have to turn around a ship, I mean, this is turning around the Titanic, which that is aft because it was sinking, you know, sinking, right? This is turning around the Titanic after the missteps and uh, decisions that just really didn't work, you know, uh, free agent decisions, whatever, you know, not, not, you know, trading certain guys. You have to turn that around. It's not going to happen overnight. And Bill Schmidt is a different, um, I think everybody can see that he's a different, different type approach. of... Yep. Uh, yeah, he has a different type of approach. He's a different mm-hmm. type of demeanor. He's a different type of style than Jeff Jeff Bright. It's very different. And, yep. you know, he's not going to come out and say, you know, talk very much about what he's doing. But, you know, and, and he doesn't, it's not like he has, you know, GM experience, but he he has been in the game a long time. And he, he especially when it comes to scouting, he knows what he's doing. So in that sense, I think it's going to take more time. And and we talked about this too, Mark, or on other podcasts. Like this is a uh, a team in, in, that is in rebuilding mode. They won't say it, but they are. And it's going to take a couple of years to figure out like w- what out of their prospect crop is going to s- stay and become the right. core for the next contention window, whenever that's going to be. The problem is that, you know, you know, this is a team that everybody, any, any pitchers that could really, they're, they're starting pitching just got blown up, blown away with injuries, right? Like they just, it, it, and, and so that's going to look really bad for now, for right now. But honestly, I'm, I'm okay with them not doing anything really in this offseason in terms of adding significant major league talent, oh, yeah, because right now you just got to see what you have over the next couple of years and then build around that, you know, but you're not you going to do this. You have to figure out that, what identity, what the identity of this team, this team is an identity list team. They don't, right. they have no idea what they are. They don't know where they're going. It, that's what it looks like. So mm-hmm. figure that part out in the next couple of years and then move from there. It's going to be really, but you're not going to, you're not going to rebuild. And we've talked with John Morosi and guys like that. You're not going to rebuild just with the draft. You know, the, the average draft turns out. No, I understand. I understand that. No, two, you definitely have to make moves. Prospects. You have to make these kinds of moves and maybe trade from from lower down in your minor league system because there is that huge gap between the the, the major league ready players and you know their pro- really their good the great prospects are down lower. You know, double A and below. So I get that. Yeah, and, so, and maybe you need to trade from that so you can restock maybe your higher. Uh, farm you know levels of the farm system but we have to also remember winning is not the priority right now shouldn't be the priority anyway it's development right now kyle you and i've uh, or many i've talked about this before we'll get your input on this who on this roster is untouchable in terms of trading who would you not trade oh wow that's a good question um i wouldn't trade kyle freeland he's always number one guy mentioned always i wouldn't trade justin Lawrence. Hmm. okay I wouldn't trade Ezekiel Tovar, Britton Doyle. I mean, probably I couldn't get a lot. Most of the roster is tradable. In, in yeah. to answer your question, well, uh, I agree. I agree with those. I agree I with too. the ones that that Kyle mentioned. Um, because first of all, Freeland, it always comes back down to a guy who can pitch here. I mean, mm-hmm. he knows how to pitch here. And number and he and, and here's the other thing: he has the ability to the mental stamina. It seems like and the ability to shake off you know, rough starts. And again, it's that Colorado kid mentality, but I think Freeland is the perfect example of that it takes it to another level. Then the, then you got Tovar. He really has potential. Like there's something in there that you feel like this dude hits balls off the bat, 110 miles an hour. 
He makes incredible defensive plays. It's in there. It's just a matter of yep. if, if you if you get it all. And Doyle is just too early to tell. He's been he's he's he looks like he's got a good head on his shoulders in terms of the ability to handle you know playing in the major leagues. We'll see what happens with that. So, but agreed. Most of this roster, you just hope guys like Profar. You meant you mentioned this earlier, uh, Mark. Profar and Grichik keep hitting stay healthy because just and stay healthy just because you know you you need to get. You need to get something. There's so much veteran, so much, so many veterans that were formerly really good players or (laughs) semi good players. Artists formerly known as. Yeah, that you need to get some value back from them. And it'd be a shame if you didn't get anything back. So, Profar, Crone, Crone, you know, last year Crone got hurt. And and that's what really, you know, tanked his trade value. But let's talk about Charlie Blackman real quick. Charlie Blackman, absolutely. Of course, uh, Mount Rushmore, Rocky. Potentially, yep. oh, no, maybe not Mount Rushmore, but but an all-time Rocky. But he'll have his number retired. Let's just put yeah, it that way. Not yeah. not sure what you'll get in return for him, but I mean, he's in, he's in the last year of his deal. You got to tra- try. You got to shop him. it. You got to yep. right. Yeah, you got to go Ray Bork with him. You have to. You have to. You know, bring him back after after he signs for a year with somebody. Bring him back, whatever. But the only trouble with that is that this team has a history of just not making that move. Like it's like this. It's That's a team that it's a yeah. It's a team that um, you know we love this guy. We want to finish up his career as a rock. You know what? This is you know this is baseball. This is not we're not all about sentimental value here. Number one, he's played his entire career here already. He's always going to be a rocky in everyone's mind. Right. Just you know, given number one, he's got the he's got the no trade. I, I think he's either got a no trade. I think he's got yeah, no trade. So he would waive that to go to a contender for a couple months. You'd need to and, yeah. If you get him yeah, to a contender, if you get him to somebody where he can DH, he can come off the bench. You know what? That that's good for him and it's good for you. Make yeah. the move. And you, and if Mustakas can can do something, I, I think it's yeah. safe to say he'll probably be able to stay healthy in a part-time role. But if he could do something and show somebody that he's a left-handed bat that could help, maybe you can get a draft pick for him or a a guy for him, a prospect for him. But I mean, I'm yeah, with these you guys. guys are all on. These guys are all free agents next year, right? So yeah. you. It, you know, you're you, what you do is you get what you can for them right now. Well, here comes you know? the here comes the tricky part though, because Manny, you and I, another friend of the program, Ryan McMahon, is is that guy who's just right there but not right there, right? And I, I'm, it's just frustrating. It's kind of a perpetually in that. Yeah, category, is right? that that's the kind of guy I don't think they would even consider trading, even though they should consider trading. Yeah, I, and I agree with you, Mark, because he, he's he's a guy where. You could probably get some good value for him, and you're Enough. right. Here he's been. It's just like, oh, he's great. He's it's just like yep. hot and cold. But yeah, internally, I bet you like, no, he's one of our guys. No we yep. just sent him to a deal, not trading him. The same. Well, the same, the thing with Ryan same mistake they made. That, the same they mistake made that, they made with Brendan Rodgers. Well, they yeah. Well, they 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 gave him a con. You know that that seventy million dollar contract. If he play the the interesting thing about him, he's kind of unique because if he plays defense the way he's capable of, the rest of that contract that pays for itself. And he, and he's a league average hitter. If he's a league average hitter and he plays that defense, now could he be one of those guys like Carlos Estevez? When he gets out of here, he's just a rock star. You know, like I mean, Carlos Estevez is having amazing year, an amazing year as the Angels closer man. I mean, he's ERA I think still below two, and he's just picking up save after save. That's a guy that I remember talking with that's always really confident in his abilities. Like I know what I can do. I know I can make this work. And it really was course, right? It just seems that way. Ryan McMahon is a hitter. He's not a pitcher, but you wonder how what he could do because the potential that the Rockies have seen in him all this time, and the reason why they keep waiting for him to be, have that big thirty homer year and that you know one ten OPS plus year is 
because they see that in there that they're just trying to unlock it. And I, I wonder if he could do that elsewhere. And so, yeah, they probably want to, there's that whole factor of, oh, but we paid him, so we extended him. We see so yep. much in them. We're not going to let them go. It's Versus emotional. Maybe emotional. it's yeah. Maybe it's better. Yes, but maybe exactly. Maybe it's better for both sides. Everybody should go back and Google the name Ian Stewart. Ian Stewart, yeah. who who ended up becoming a Cub and DJ, bringing DJ LeMayu over here from the Cubs. But Ian Stewart was that guy. He was the perpetual prospect, the guy who's going to be this, going to be this, going to be this, and never quite was that. And they finally let him go, and they finally got something back. Hopefully, got. Uh, um, two players, I can't, the outfielder Galvin, I, I can't remember his name, but uh, and DJ LeMahieu, and that was a good trade. That was one of the better trades in Rockies history. But it just took them way too long to do it. And you wonder if they if they remember that because Bill Schmidt was here then. Do they remember that? And they say, look, somebody like like Ryan McMahon. Maybe you're right. Maybe the potential is just not going to ha- happen here. Maybe we can get somebody back, a pitcher or whatever. We can get back here that'll help us. We're not, I don't know, they're not flush with middle infielder types, but they do have, especially at third base, kind of a backup at third base with Montero and, and all that. So who knows? I'm just curious if, I mean, time will only tell as we get closer to July 31st, if they'll be willing to make any kind of move like that that could really shake things up. Yeah. Again, we're going to be in 2025 or 26 before we really know what the Colorado Rockies identity is, what they are, who they are, what they're like, what they're basing everything off of, what their core is in terms of young players who actually came through this development phase and successfully passed the test, came on the, out on the other side. Yeah, it's going to help if they make smart decisions in the meantime. And the key is, like you said, Mark, the key is these guys, the veteran guys who you need to clean out and, and move, move along off of this roster. You know what? You know, it's it's you're going to always need that veteran type of player to help sure. along young guys. But at this point, you know, that can be added later on, you know, when they're ready to win. You know what I mean? When they're ready to take that yeah. next step. But you yeah. got you got to let these kids play for a while and see what they've got before all that happens. If, yeah, Kyle, if two or three of these guys pan out out of all of them, yeah. they will be they'd be thrilled, I'm sure. Kyle, Manny, Manny put it this way a long time ago, and he's absolutely right. It holds through. You, you don't know what you need until you know, know what you already have. So I'll ask you this before we let you go. What do the Rockies already have? Well, they have a pretty good bullpen, as you mentioned, but mm-hmm. – those pieces are fleeting. You know, if we're talking about in three, four years, it's like that knows, thing yeah. is totally different, right? Well, um, I think you made a good point about I Justin, think, I think Justin that's Lawrence. the thing is they right. don't already have, they don't have anything. Let's well, they have just, I think Justin Lawrence does give him that, somebody. That, they don't have any knowable quantities. They don't right. have any no, known quantities, I think. Well, is, is so yeah, I mean, I would say if you're being optimistic, even they have slim known quantities and, mm-hmm. and that's, yeah, a, a guy like Justin Lawrence, who's under club control for a while out in the pen. A guy like Tovar, who you hope can explode to be a superstar. A guy like Freeland, who you hope can just kind of be that veteran stall. He's not going to win the Cy Young, but he will keep you in most games. Beyond that, um, there's a lot of question marks and just a lot of crossing your fingers that that these prospects, that a lot of them who are kind of – they accelerated their latter half of their timetables in the minors – Mm-hmm. You're hoping that they pan out. You're hoping that uh, Ryan Rolson can somehow come back and give you something. That Peter yep. Lambert can be yep. that guy we saw in his debut at at Wrigley Field a mm-hmm. few years ago. Like, there's just a lot of question marks, and the question marks are in the toughest places in the starting rotation. And then just like you're, you, you know, who's going to be your next star? Okay, Zach Veen. Well, that's a few years off still. So yep. there's yep. a lot of holes, and it's going to be. 
I'm going to be interested to see how the fans react to not only this season, the cart falling off the wheels, will we get to 100 losses for the first time ever? But they're, they know. They know it's for the next few years. It's going to be a struggle bus. Yeah, and also, you know, here's the thing, too, is Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant has talked a lot about, I want to be that guy, that mentor, that the, the, the next well, he will know, be here. veteran yeah. guy that, you know, so, and he, give him, give him something to work with. That's, that's going to be your key. Um, if you're the Rockies, give him something to work with, let him take on that role. Um, you're not going to, Chris Bryant's not the same guy. He's, uh, yeah. You're not going to get the production. He, he is slugging 411. Yeah, he's going to uh, be just singles hitter he, now. He is. He there was a really good Fangraphs article by Michael. Michael, um, get his last name starts with the B. Really good article about how it's like that friend in high school you had who was a certain way, and then you lost touch with them until some somebody who knows somebody who saw somebody or saw a picture on Facebook of him at doing the current his current career, and it's like nothing like you just you thought it would be. That's Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant is not. 2016, 2015, or twenty sixteen MVP Chris Bryant anymore. The guy who slugged, the guy who he did everything, you know, extra base hit machine. Now he's, I think he's got 47 hits and 37 are singles. Yeah. So he's a new, he's that. So now, you know, you know what, that's a sunk cost. You know, you're just going to have to give him what, what he wants, which is somebody to mentor. And that's the best you can hope for. Brother. Well, you give him that kind of money and you expect him, you would think you expect them to hit home runs, but fans mm. ex- yeah. would expect that. Yeah. Oh, you hire, you hire a guy for that much money. At 31 years old with an injury history like that, and you're just getting what you're asking for. Yeah, you know? I, you're you're getting yeah. As, as we kind of opined and it's been written about and talked about, that was that a box office draw? Oh, that this will put people in the seats because that's really the only way you can explain. Yeah. That was what it was for. Hey guys, we appreciate it. Kyle, appreciate uh, not only your time with us here. Again, thanks for the article. It was very nice. Much appreciated. And you can do one on Manny since he's now got a, a publicist in Jerry Shemmel. You guys oh, enough, to, enough. You can do all that stuff. Kyle, we'll see you at the ballpark. All right, Manny, Mark, thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Kyle Newman of the Denver Post. Um, the check's in the mail, as I said, Kyle. Appreciate that very much. Manny, you got a closer for me? Yep. Dropping right. in from the bullpen, Man- trying to trying to just be like the Rockies. You just know, be like bullpen. Pierce Johnson. Bring it home. We'll be back right after this. It's Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Stay with us. The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill. Now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stoneysbarandgrill.com. The Rockies are hurting for pitchers. And their pitchers are hurting. In honor of the 10 different pitchers who have made a start already this season for Colorado, let's take a trip down memory lane because, let's be honest, having a lot of obscure pitchers making starts isn't exactly something new for this club. And hey, it's the 30th anniversary of Rockies baseball, so it makes sense in that respect too. All right, here we go. Let's remember some guys. And just for reference, the all-time record for games started for the Rockies belongs to Aaron Cook, who started 206. Jorge De La Rosa is next with 200 followed by Jeff Francis at 185. Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland follow them at 173 and 160, respectively. A total of 159 pitchers have started at least one game for the Colorado Rockies since the franchise played its first game in 1993. And believe it or not, Austin Gomber is already in the top 30. Okay, without further ado, here are some guys. How about the guy who pitched against the Rockies in the club's first ever home game in April of 1993? That would be Kent Bottenfield, who later that season became a Rocky himself and made a total of 15 starts while wearing a Colorado uniform. Jeff Facero made 12 starts for the Rockies in 2004, representing, well, the retread section of the group, 
which is pretty large. Same goes for the position player group, of course. Ron Gant, anyone? Royce Clayton, etc. How about Julian Tavares? Talk about a wacky character. He made 12 starts in purple pinstripes in 2000. Kurt Laskanik, the closer, made 11 starts for the Rockies while he was with them from 1993 to 99, and before he threw some vital innings for the Red Sox in their historic 2004 ALCS comeback against the Yankees. And who could forget the great Jamie Moyer, who was starting games, 10 of them to be exact, for the Rockies at age 49 in 2012. Dang, what does that make him now? What, 61? You think he could take the mound today? Here are some names for you. Kevin Millwood, nine starts in 2011. Brett Saberhagen, nine starts in 1995. Levon Hernandez, eight starts in 2008. Nelson Cruz, no, not that Nelson Cruz, seven starts in 2003. Roy Oswalt, six starts in 2003. And Jair Jurgens, two starts in 2014. Surely more will be added to this list, many of them perhaps this year. On an unrelated note, as we close out this edition of The Closer, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets on clinching their first NBA Finals berth. Every major sports franchise in Colorado, the Avalanche, the Broncos, and the Nuggets, have now reached the championship round of their respective sports since 2015, except for the Rockies, of course, who reached the World Series once in 2007 but are still looking for their first NL West title. It could be a while before they join their professional athletic brethren in Denver in that department. Enter Manny to slam the door, finishing off this episode of the Park Adjusted Rockies podcast. Our thanks to Kyle Newman of the Denver Post for joining us. And as always, thanks to you for listening. We'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.